hey, it's another week in wrestling and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> How you been? Doing all right. We are we are on episode 17 of the season. I don't know if we even hit 17 in the the season one that was what two and a half years long (laughs) we so we hit 19 episodes so we're actually very close to hitting what we we did two and a half years in two and a half months something like that yeah the the new uh, format has made this uh, a lot easier um i know it's made it easier on you and that brings us to our first ad zencaster makes podcasting easy but seriously though uh, there was wrestling this week it's it's really weird going to a week after blood and guts and good shows good shows but like after a, like a pay-per-view level um event it's just kind of like oh all right we're back to normal normal wrestling here uh, but apparently we have wrestlemania backlash on sunday that we do that we do <laughs> so we'll uh i guess we can we can speed through the uh the quick recaps of the week that that has been so far um you know we i i'm back from jacksonville obviously um smackdown was smackdown it was fine lots of lots of great stuff on the roman reigns front he is challenge being challenged by cesaro which uh i'm i'm always up for um nice Moving on to Raw, not a whole lot of note per usual. Uh, Braun Strowman ended the show looking strong, which means he will undoubtedly go through the announce desk and not factor <laughs> into the end of the uh, Backlash match. Um, RK Bro is now 3-0, and uh, even though this, this week it was an eight-man tag match where they were paired with the New Day. Um, and after the match, Randy Orton RKO'd both members of the New Day. So <laughs> at least if they're going to be a team, they're going to have to go through an actual team to get there. Um, so that's that's I kind of like the way they've they've worked that out uh, for something on Raw. It it actually it, it's surprising to like the way that they've they've kind of kind of booked this thing for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, that was, that was pretty much Raw. The usual. Uh, yeah. Charlotte Flair's getting John Cena booking now, um, which is a little strange, but uh, it works for me. Um, I'm just kind of glad she gets to be a, a an asshole heel again. Um, when they try to make her face just for the sake of bringing Rick out, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. She works so much better from the super cocky heel side uh, and cuts significantly better promos that way. Um... You want to you wanna run through AEW? Um, yeah. Um, AEW, we had... Uh, I mean, I'll just get it out of the way. It appears... So Pac and Orange Cassidy had their match for the number one contender at Double, no, double or Nothing uh, to face Omega. And kind of early-ish on in the match, uh, um, uh Sorry, Orange, he took a powerbomb. At first, he took a, a kick to the face, and then he just took a powerbomb where it looked like he just took all of it on his neck. And he was pretty much out. Yeah, and it, it looked Pac's, more like a pile driver than a, a powerbomb. Yeah. Bomb. And, and Pac, like, 
I think when he's been in the ring, when people have been injured and stuff, he sometimes he doesn't know what to do. Like you could see in the commercial break in the picture and picture of him, like him going between like him doing his his, you know, pot crowd stuff to like he looked. I feel like he looked concerned. Um, I don't think he's really good at hiding that uh, when when that happens. And so they they did a. WWE finish something that AEW basically said that they weren't going to do they thought they were cheap and stuff like that but it's kind of saved their ass because they were it looks it sounded like they were looking to do a time limit draw anyway and then Omega was going to use the same reasons like oh I don't have a champion because there wasn't a decisive winner here or I don't have a challenger um so they just you know did the WWE like Omega interfered to like cause a DQ or no, uh, it was a 10 count. Um, so same result essentially, um, to get to the thing, but I, I do think they did a good job of thinking on their feet. Um, but it's still, it's still weird. And it appears like he's, he's, um, orange is promoting the match. So it appears like he's all right. Um, but I mean, Ricky Starks appeared to be all right. And then tweeted out, he had a broken neck a few days later, uh, as well. So, uh, fingers crossed that we don't have two two broken neck guys on the AEW roster. Um, but man, I'm just gonna say that Miro Darby Allen match was nuts, and I don't think I've ever seen a, a Tope Suicida with such velocity. Is when <laughs> when Darby just like lawn darted himself out of that ring, and he just bounced like off of Miro, like, I don't know, a good six feet. And it was that I don't understand how this guy and maybe he won't be, but I don't see how he'd be wrestling in five years the way he he put himself like Jeff Hardy goes pretty hard. And and Darby, like, seems like he's trying to to one up him all the time. And I can, I can see I, that. Yeah, I, I I his matches are great. And for someone his size taking on bigger guys, like I think is what kind of what you have to do. Like you have to 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 wrestle with such intensity. But like I do worry about his longevity, like in the end. The guy seems like he has rubber bones. I don't understand. Yeah, the uh when Brian Cage shoved him in that body bag and was throwing the body bag around, I thought he was dead. I you can't see the bumps coming, so you can't yeah. take them. Um so I, I I don't I don't know how he does it. It's it's nuts. There was a short lived um, uh, independent wrestling kind of like uh, documentary series on Vice, and they had some episode of him on Evolve, and he did a, a spot like that in the body bag, and he straight up broke his arm like doing that. So it's it's happened before. Uh, his remote bones may be maybe made out of rubber, but he still does break them occasionally. Uh, but. What else did we have? Uh, oh, we had the the I thought of a very good match between uh, Blue Justice um, and Mox. And we have Mox coming out to Wild Thing. I, I don't know if that's a one time thing, but if it's if it's not, I, I like it. I think it, it works great. Uh, and then we set up. Um, uh, we set up uh, Mox and Kingston for double or nothing, which will be great. We'll talk about that in the future week, week to come. And an excellent tag match 
with SCU and the Young Bucks. I read K-Shide Seat's coverage, and I will agree with them that they really did not give them the 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 final, like, they could have done the story better. Like, having all their matches, their wins and stuff like that, building up on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, like, not many people are watching that. And I don't know. I think they could have done a better job of weaving the story in and making this more important than it actually was. But it was a great match. Yeah, I mean, but you and I kind of talked about that last night while we were watching AEW, that it's it's become a a recurring thing here lately where things just change at the drop of a hat based on, on Dark. And, I mean, nobody's watching Dark. I don't no. Nobody has enough time in the week to seek out more wrestling on YouTube, um, especially if you've got to watch damn Impact now because Omega is going to be on there every week. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it's everything has just it, it's felt haphazard. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, Mox and Kingston versus the Young Bucks sounds amazing, but for a month now, it has seemed like we were on the road to Kingston Omega. That disappeared. Um, Hangman and Brian Cage have a match when they're ranked one and two. Cage gets the win should have become number one and then suddenly one and two or it, it's Bach and orange Cassidy. Um, it, it, it's been a little, a little strange and considering how much story they could have milked SCU versus the bucks for the fact that the build was literally just Christopher Daniels came out like a week ago and said something about how that they, they weren't the friends he remembered or something yeah. along those lines. Like that, that's not the build to a match for guys that rode together for years. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like they should have spent two or three weeks getting that match to double or nothing, especially if it's the end of SCU. If that's, if Christopher Daniels is going to retire at this point, I mean, he's, he's up there in years. Um, yeah, and given the amount of blood loss uh, during that match, I I could see that being a curtain call for him. I'd like for that to have been kind of built up a little bit more. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's all felt incredibly weird here lately, and I don't for a company that spent their whole first year doing doing such a great job with like long form storytelling and using all the little you know the the bte and and dark and things like that they were moving little pieces here and there but their long form stuff stayed really really consistent it's i think it makes it seem a lot more disjointed um yeah since they they had it so together for so long and i think there's something they can do is just like hey just put some highlights no don't just put a crawl on the bottom like these people won their dark matches if there's something that's going to be important for a story show us some highlight packages in dark like oh this happened on dark like this like if if they've shown for the last last several weeks seu like some highlights of them like putting other tag teams away it would it would help it's still not perfect but it it would definitely help and I think they need to bring that some of that stuff in um, just to for if you're just tuning in, like, don't just tell us it's important. Show us. So. Yeah, because if if it's going to be how the, the ranking system works in the company and dark counts, it, you can't just drop it at the bottom like it, the Blue Jays eight Braves four. Like 
<laughs> that does yeah. nothing for anybody. Like yeah. at least the sports center ticker, it, it constantly cycles back through in case you miss it. I can't watch SCU and the young bucks while I'm trying to keep up with the, the record on dark at the yeah. bottom of the screen. It's too much. Um, or I mean, do, do more with, with your, your Instagram. I, I mean, should put, put clip packages on, on an Instagram feed so that, in two minutes time, I can see everything that I need to know from dark yeah. and I'm not having to follow a ticker. Um, but I honestly, even, even if they, they were showing me like orange Cassidy won 117 straight matches on dark, like was, was at the, like Goldberg level. Um, it, it still doesn't help that you didn't see any of that. And, Hangman and Brian Cage being one two was such a talked about point on commentary throughout their match. <laughs> like if if you're gonna get to the Orange Cassidy thing, you need to know that in advance enough where them being ranked one and two can just be like, oh, you mention it once. It's not like a sticking right. point throughout the damn thing. And then Taz cuts a five minute promo on it later in the show. <laughs> I mean. So. Uh, Good, good. I think good matches throughout. Yeah, I think they just need to figure out a way to 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 bring that back and bring that that uh, that togetherness. Like the double or nothing itself is looking to be pretty pretty good show overall. We got the stadium stampede coming back, which you know, if you're actually going to double or nothing, you don't actually see it. Um, and you have Miro versus Lance Archer, which I think to me sounds like could be the best match of the whole the whole card really um but yeah uh, a little bit more consistency there but what about yeah. that nxt what do we got there uh one more one more note on aw oh. and not so that it, it all all sounds negative from me uh no more squash matches for thunder rosa she's <laughs> far too good to to need to do that like yeah. just put her in legit matches each week none of this like give her 30 seconds of screen time in a squash because that that's not she's she's I mean, so much better than that after that Britt baker match like do we need like if anything if you're like oh did people forget about thunder rosa just show some clips from her beating up Britt baker that's all you need to do yeah yeah uh nxt um I desperately want Austin Theory to get a push. Um, watching Austin Theory versus Karrion Cross, like just looking at Austin Theory's face, you hate that guy. You just <laughs> there's something about him that is so easy to hate. He's got the look, the physique, like he could, and he he carries promos well. I think he could be one of their one of their title holders and just be just. You just want to hate that guy. His face is a heat magnet. Um, so, but it inevitably you got to make the the champ look strong. Um, so he squashed Austin Theory. Um, Johnny Gargano will defend next week against uh, Bronson Reed. Um, I don't know if it's to get that belt off Gargano so that he can go after Cross um, once Balor gets his rematch. Um, I'm not I'm not sure when the Balor match is. I, I would assume they're saving that for in your house. Um Cross did get a, a pretty good pop from the uh the live crowd, um, which was, was good to see after all the, 
all the negative stuff online after he won the belt. Um, yeah. What else? Well, that women's match. Ah, you already, yeah. Women's, women's. Oh, yes. The boss fight. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Mercedes Martinez was awesome. Um, and if, if you had any questions uh, just from the, the Io Shirai match about whether or not Raquel should be the women's champion, this one, this one puts her over the top. Um, I can't wait to see what kind of matchups they they line up for her next because she's she she she's a beast and I love it. <laughs> um, and the two of them, like they they beat the hell out of each other. It was a great one. Um, Kushida and uh, Santos Escobar, two out of three falls for the cruiserweight belt. Um, first fall, it they, it got a, a decent amount of time, and then the the second two falls felt a little rushed. Um, I don't know if if the show ran long or or what the deal was there, but um, yeah, it uh, the the third fall just kind of came right on top of the second one. Um, so it's a little disappointing, but Kushida did retain. On the crowd reaction side, um, Kushida's not getting a whole lot of love. Uh, Santos Escobar was getting tons for the guy that's clearly supposed to be the heel. Um, mm. Was getting cheered like crazy. Um, I mean, they were just chanting Escobar throughout the match. It was, it was a little, a little strange. Um, I mean, he's great. Uh, so I, I get it, but, um, a little, a little, a little weird to see Kushida kind of in that same boat as MSK where, um, you know, you know, that the talents there, you just don't really yeah. understand the crowd reaction. Yeah. But yep. That was, I, there were some other match. I, I, I thumbed through a recap to see what Hulu cut out. Uh, Brizango, um, non-title against uh, MSK, got cut out of the Hulu edit. Um, MSK it, it seemed like it was a squash. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott got like ten minutes of screen time to cut a promo for his new faction, um, which may be hit why the records or something like that. The hit hit something, yeah. The the row hit row. I I'm not sure. I, um, I think it's like hit row records to give you to to remind you of death row records from the nineties. Yeah, I can see it. Looking at this picture of the the four of them, I don't know. Yeah. It got way too much screen time just to to say, oh, we're a faction now. Um, <laughs> there's much easier ways to get across that a group is a faction. Um, so I I don't know where that's going, but um, oh. The uh, Bronson Reed Johnny Gargano match is a steel cage match next Tuesday, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much NXT. Not a bad. Oh, I f- I, that was not NXT. I forgot the best part: uh, Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase in a uh, a bidding war for a lake house at an auction. Um, that they can do these forever. I, it never has to go anywhere. Just just keep this running forever. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I guess that brings us to backlash predictions. Are we going to do this? Yeah, we can run through it. Um, there's I swear I saw the other day that there were like 10 matches on this card, but there are only six on the uh the list that uh, that came up when I googled it right before we got started here. So we will. I just, think they uh, threatened ten as a form of torture, but then they decided not to do that. 
Well, uh, uh, they they still managed to shove Dominic Mysterio on the cards. So <laughs> the cards already too long for me. Um, Damian Priest will take on the Miz in a lumberjack match, which fortunately means we will get Johnny Drip Drip at uh, ringside. Um, I'm not I'm not real sure. I, I Damian Priest did an interview not too long ago where he said that uh, basically he was told by higher ups in the company that if the uh, Bad Bunny angle failed, that uh, he was pretty much just done. He would be craft wow. services until his contract ran out. <laughs> um, so thank God for him that uh, yeah that got they got paired up with the Miz and Morrison and that Bad Bunny was really committed. Um, but I, I I think that you know with with the lumberjack thing. Uh, nobody likes Miz, so it's going to come into play, and they're going to help yeah. uh, help Damian Priest get the win there. Um, that seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah, the uh, the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, will take on Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Um, I think it's it's pretty obvious at this point that uh, the Mysterios will take these belts. Um, I can't remember who it was, but uh, somebody – it was in the, the rumors the other day. Somebody's in line to be a, a heel um, contrast for the tag belts. Uh, it may have been maybe Mason T-Bar. I, I can't remember. But um, So they're going to need face champs, and yeah. they're going to they're gonna overplay the father-son tag champion crap, um, which – I, I still Dominic it he's it, it's there it's in his blood you can tell he he's he's trying he he really needed he really needed a little more uh development before he got thrust into all of this um but yeah I I don't see any way that the Mysterios do not walk away with that belt uh I see that you know I, I haven't been watching WWE too much but I I do see that Ray got his eye back to get a little eye transplant going on. You know, he just, they, just, it, they thought we just forget. I, they, they clearly thought, think we're just stupid because yeah. I mean, he had his, he had his eye back. Like, I don't know, two months later, he was off TV for like three weeks and came back. Like nothing had happened. Um, so I, it, that's one of those. Yeah. they, <laughs> they realized that that was garbage, and if they left the eye patch on, people were that hadn't watched in a little while were like, "Well, what? What's the deal there?" And look it up and have to watch that that dog shit match. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably just wanted to scrub it. Um, next up, we will have Bianca Belair defending against the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion of all time, Bailey. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, the the idea of taking that belt off, back off Bianca at this point is it's it would be a little premature. Um, and were and weren't you watching a match a couple weeks ago and said that that chemistry just wasn't there? Yeah, not not in the slightest. I'm not terribly yeah. thrilled about this one. Um, I'm not real sure what it was, but they. Everybody, that was a it was a mixed tag six person match um, where Bianca was with the Street Profits. Um, I think Bailey was with the Dirty Dogs, and just every part of that match just did not seem like anybody was clicking. Um, 
So hell, maybe maybe that's why it's not the street profits versus the dirty dogs here, just because they they don't get the get the crowd as amped as they need to. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bianca's gonna barring barring Becky Lynch showing back up and and creating a ruckus. I don't I don't see Bianca not not walking out of there with that one. Uh, other women's match, Rhea Ripley will defend in a WWE special. So we've got a triple threat match. We got <laughs> two of these some bitches on this card. Uh, she will defend against Oscar and uh, Lady John Cena, Charlotte Flair, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. I, I'm indifferent. B- Batista had a fun tweet about this, and he was like, "How the hell do you uh, do job out Oscar when it was an- announced that?" <laughs> Charlotte's being added to the card. So it seems obvious that uh to him anyway that Oscar's eating that pin. I'm uh, I I'd, I'd really as long as it's a decent match, I'm indifferent on how it ends. Yeah. Um, Oscar with the belt's great. Um I think I think Charlotte's character plays so much better. Although they've they've been running this angle where She's sort of like in cahoots with Sonya Deville. So booking has been going in her favor for like weeks now. Um, so maybe it plays better if she doesn't have the belt, have Oscar cost her the title or something um, so that they can, they can keep playing up whatever the, the big Deville energy um, story is that they've got going there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent. I, I would assume that Rhea Ripley retains. Um, but who knows? Uh, the other triple threat match, we have the almighty WWE champion taking on Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Oh, yes. Another WWE special. I'm going to go against I'm going to go against my my baser instincts and I'm going to say Bobby Lashley retains yet again. Yeah. I think that's just how it goes, man. Poor luck to Drew McIntyre becoming champion at the beginning of the pandemic. And that's just, he's not getting it back. I think there, there's a part of me that thinks that Drew will get the belt back, but it's going to be at Allegiant stadium for SummerSlam when there aren't numbers restrictions. They can pack the house out and then when he's got the belt, he gets to go into the following, you know, so many weeks of Raw impact houses uh, and get pops in each of them, um, as opposed to just the one off that WrestleMania would have been. Um, but, yeah, I think really, I think at this point, you really it, think Raw is going to pack houses <laughs> when it goes back on the road. <laughs> hey, it, even when it's even when it's shit, the building's still mostly full. Um, it it, we we can even if you pipe in all the cheers we can still see the way that the uh the thunderdome reacts to things um at least if you wait until there's people in the audience like where the more often than not the live crowd is going to cheer when they're supposed to people at home on the thunderdome screens tend to be trolls yeah um but we do have one match on this card that may be worth watching the whole show just to get to. And that is the head of the table, 
our acknowledged universal champion, Roman Reigns, taking on Cesaro. This match is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's who it was. I think the Mysterios take those tag belts because the Usos are going to get a title run. That's uh, what it was. Um, and they're going to do it as heels. Um, but Roman Reigns versus Cesaro will be amazing. Hopefully it gets 30, 45 minutes of screen time because um, they can both do it. Uh, the the Usos are going to keep Cesaro from, from having a chance in hell, uh, even if he looks like a superstar the whole time. Uh, that belt is not leaving Roman's waist. Hell, he may break Bruno San Martino's <laughs> <laughs> title reign numbers by the time this is all said and done. Because it'll be 2032 before The Rock can take this belt off him. Yeah. Um, and hell, he may need a walker to get to the ring by the time he's got enough time <laughs> to actually do this. Um, but yeah, this, well, this this match alone is the only real reason to turn on Backlash. On Young Rock, man, that's 2032. He looks, he looks great. He looks great in 2032. So I think it'll be no problem. Uh, he inexplicably hasn't aged in a decade. So um, it's it's Terramana. It's the uh, it's the 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 fountain of youth. He's just put it in a tequila bottle. Also, Randall Park hasn't aged either, like for 2032. So it's it's all working out for everybody. Apparently, we're we're about to find in like 2026 some kind of like anti aging serum that actually works or something. That's what's going to happen. It's what's going to save Avon. <laughs> and that brings us to our second sponsor for the podcast this evening, Avon. Call your Avon lady. Have you tried Skin So Soft? That's the only thing I remember from Avon. Man, that crap actually worked, too. I think it was like 97% DEET, so of course it kept mosquitoes at bay. Yeah. It ate your skin off, but uh, uh, while it while it stayed, it, it was just so soft. So yeah, that will be WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I don't think we're going to get any real surprises this week, um, as it's not one of the big four. Uh, if we are going to get anything like a Becky Lynch return... I would imagine it's going to be Money in the Bank, uh, which should be eh, about a month from Sunday, I would imagine. Um, But yeah, that will be that will be my Sunday evening um, sitting through two and a half hours of just middling garbage to get to the the meat and potatoes (laughs) here. I'm assuming that, that this will close the show out because that is that is definitely the only story that they're telling lately that's that's been worth watching but um hey i've, Who knows? I've been surprised i have it's gonna have open grown, the show i have grown into a bit of a bobby lashley mark so who knows i mean i could be surprised i'm constantly surprised um <laughs> but he's he, he's just been so damn good it that th- there's one thing that needs to be on this card is a sheamus title defense because Everything that I think positively about Bobby Lashley at this point is mostly based on those couple of matches with Sheamus. Put his ass on the pay-per-view and cut him a check. Man. Well, this pay-per-view is presented by Army of the Dead. So uh, I'm actually really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be great. Big Dave is doing some good things. And it's got my favorite comedian, Tignataro, in there as well. Like, inexplicably, but she looks great as a helicopter pilot. 
So, uh, yeah. I hope it sets records for Netflix viewership so yeah. that so that Warner Brothers just has to keep kicking their own ass just for <laughs> years and years to come over this whole Snyderverse fiasco. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, uh, what's the what's the release date on Army of the Dead? It's a week from Friday. So I think that's the 21st, I believe. Yeah, sounds right. Something like that. It's it's the night after JR's Double or Nothing. Yeah, uh, which, which is May 20th, Sunday, May uh, 20th, live at Daly's Place. JR will be the only person in the building. Uh, well, that'll be great. And then you can just get Morrow in on May 30th instead uh, for Double or Nothing. He can just but take he, JR's space. He's going to show up and do commentary. He's accidentally going to be at like a Brooks and Dunn concert or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, old man, JR. All right. Well, until next week, we'll watch more wrestling. We'll be back with our backlash to this episode, basically. Like, review, subscribe, tell your friends. You never know when I'm going to give crap away. Yeah. <laughs>